This episode may contain spoilers and might cover topics that some will find graphic or triggering. Please use discretion when listening. Hi everyone, I'm Lex. And I'm Bree. And this is What the Fantasy, an otherworldly podcast. The podcast where two 20-somethings stumble our way through our favorite fantasy books, shows, and movies. Join us as we increase our book body count, simp over fictional men, and spew other absolute nonsense, all while deep diving into new releases, the classics, and everything in between. So sit back and let the adventure begin. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. We are covering the House of Dragon season finale and like second half of season or of, of the season in this episode. It's been yeah. crazy. We just finished the season finale about five minutes ago, so it's still fresh. Yep, very fresh. Um, fresh wounds. <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I that was wild. <laughs> I was speechless. I'm not kidding you. When that went down, Colin like giggled, and I was like, "What is he laughing about?" But then I like looked at us. My jaw was literally on the floor. Like my mouth was wide open, and you were covering your mouth <laughs> my with hand your was hand. Over my like mouth. we literally looked like the see no evil, like speak the, no like evil, the monkeys or whatever. No <laughs> we were. I mean. I had a feeling that like he wasn't going to get out of that interaction unscathed, but holy shit, I did not expect it to be so sad. Yeah. I also didn't know if I expected him to die. Like I expected him to maybe like return home somewhat mutilated or like his dragon dead, but both of them that was ripped in half. Brutal. And I think that it's so much hard cuz like we both of us had made comments throughout that episode of like he's so like precious he's and, like, adorable cute. like they definitely casted him to where people would like think that he was like a cute younger brother because yes. like and not see him was, as like some like like they cast um Aegon and Balon as like these like Aegon little shit Amond Amond got it there's way too many kids Balon's <laughs> dead yes and a de- dragon so <laughs> true um they casted them as like little like shit-eating kids, you know what I mean? Like, they made them look like little menaces, but not Rhaenyra's kids. But, like, even... So, Jace is the one who died, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And Luke is the older one. Luke, like, looks significantly older. Like, he looks like a young man. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know their age. I mean, they're less than ten years apart. I'd say they're probably, what, like, six years apart? Probably, yeah. I don't know. But I think the fact that he just looked so young... Yeah. And, like, he looked so scared... Mm -hmm. He was, and he was like, I mean, first of all, I think it needs to be said that Rhaenyra lost two children in this episode. She lost the, the baby and him. Yeah. And it probably took a lot of courage for her as a mother to, like, let him go and do this thing. Like, trusting him that he could, like, handle this on his own. I mean, the guilt that she has to live with, even though it's, like, not deserved, is so wrong. It's so sad. Yeah, the, the, those are my raw reactions about the, the big season finale. We'll get in yeah. a little more detail into it later in the episode, but I think that um, just maybe starting with episode six, because we last covered through episode five. Yeah. Um. So as we remember, episode six was our first big time jump where they we introduced the new character, the new, new act, cast, the yeah. new cast. 
Um, so we have that 10 year age our um, time gap. Mm-hmm. And where we like really the big plot twist for me in episode six was that freaking Viserys was not dead. I'm like, <laughs> this man is a cockroach. He, he will not to die. Have hella horcruxes out there in the world. <laughs> he, he had to have this the only explanation. Only explanation. <laughs> the, man, the, the man looked like worse than a dead body when he actually <laughs> did die. He was nasty. By the end of episode eight, he literally reminded me of that from the SpongeBob episode. She's like, chocolate. chocolate. You're selling chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Like, that's literally what that he really reminded wasn't. me of. <laughs> so oh. accurate. Um, how did you feel about the 10 year age or the just time, time jump? jump? Um, so. I understand that they probably had to rush through a lot of this, like the showrunners did, um, in order to make this all fit in the allotted seasons and budget or what and whatnot. So I think that given the constraints that they probably had, they did a pretty good job with the time jump. Um, I thought that the like older cast members were really well done. I loved uh, both Millie. Well, I, I, as much as I love Millie and Emily as playing the young Allison and Rainier, I also loved Emma and Olivia. Right. Um, I thought that they looked like them appropriately. I wonder they kind of who, which ones they the cast first. As well. Yeah, that's a good question. Because like they would have had to have cast like wh- one before the older, other, and then used them as a reference to cast the other. Yeah. So I wonder if they cast the younger, the old, or the older first. M- my guess would be the older because I think that the older gonna, is what we're going to see returning in the, the like agree. next season. Since yeah. they have confirmed a second season, I'm assuming. But oh, yeah. Because there's no way that they're just ending the series no, like that. I think that they, right now, they've said that they're going to, ch- they're shooting for four to five seasons. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I, like you said, like I completely understand the need for it just because there is, you know, like the civil war that is coming within House Targaryen is called the, ba- or, um, the Dance of the Dragons. That's mm. like what it's called. I mean, but there is, like, a 17... Like, season one did need to span, like, 17 years, which it did. It's been yeah. 17 years. I think they did a pretty good job um, Like, and, and it needed to, to get to the action in season two. But the one thing that I hate about the time jump is, like, we don't get to see the relation... Like, these people's relationships develop yeah. or, like, unfold. Like, I would have probably given a body part. I don't really know which one. But <laughs> it's maybe, like, a pinky toe or something to have been able to see... Rainier and Harwin Strong's like relationship. Oh, I know like, that unfold. that really bummed me out that we like, didn't get to see them. Like the love that he had all. in his eyes whenever they were like saying goodbye and he was like holding the baby. Like, yeah, or we even, didn't get a, even a taste of that until it was too yeah. late. And I think I talked about this in the mid season catch up too. Um, like even seeing the between like the five or six year time jump, whatever that was, seeing the relationship of Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra. Um, unfold because yeah. that could come back into play later on when we're like why is this man like wow 10 years later and he's still really harboring some resentment for that rejection yeah but like it's not like they just like banged once like he was probably, probably in love with her for like six or seven like they spent six or seven years like every single day yeah. and another one I re- would have really liked to see honestly is the um, Rhaenyra Allison like relationship mm-hmm. and how they like navigated those like super probably frigid waters over all that time, you know, living in the same house. Right. Okay, you're fathering or you're mothering children for my father. Like, that's got to be so awkward. But they had to have, like, some level of, like, cordialness, I guess, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, another thing I liked about season or episode six was um, whenever how Damon refused to sacrifice Lena to save the baby. Like, you know, the same one, decision. It was the same decision yeah. that Viserys had to make. And with but, Emma. You know, Damon, being the monster that he was, refused to sacrifice Lena for the baby. So what a monster. Yeah. I mean, I I really enjoyed Damon's character arc. Um, I First of all, I think that they did a pretty good job aging him, given that they used the same actor for both the 10 years younger and 10 years older. Right. Um, but I think that he is such an interesting character because of where he places values and like how he um I don't know just how he conducts himself like yes he craves power but he also like when he finds someone he values he's not giving that up either right so it's it's hard to really hate him for his decisions and I think that I feel like we we talked about this earlier whenever I first got here you know because we discussed things that we should wait to I know. talk about on the podcast because we can't control ourselves. Yeah, it's like pre-gaming the pod. It's like, yeah, it's like a pre-game. <laughs> um, but like, I really enjoy how Matt Smith's character, he didn't have very many, like actually, very much like actual dialogue, mm-hmm. but like all of his acting came from like his facial expressions or his body language. And like, yeah. I mean, it was just incredible his acting. Like, yeah. yeah. Actions speak louder than words. Matt Smith has proven. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's so true. No, I think that's such a good testament to, like, a good actor, though, is one who can, like, really make you feel things and, like, become attached to them even without all of the dialogue because dialogue mm-hmm. doesn't really mean that much at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, But so that was basically what I got from episode six. Moving on to episode seven, we had Lena's funeral at Driftmark um, where shit started to get spicy. Um, yeah, that, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to like jog my memories of, of each of the, um, seven is when Allison was all like an eye for an eye, bitch. Yeah. Um, and that's when, uh, that's when they attacked each other. Amen got, uh, took her dragon. Um, which that whole episode, yeah. And I kept coming back to that whole episode just, Wondering if um, Viserys refused to see this, like, that obviously Rhaenyra's children are bastards. He's not an idiot. He can see that. But, like, to what end is he willing to defend his daughter in that regard? Because he literally, obviously, he and Allison have a very strong relationship, but he shut her up real quick about it. And, I mean, at some point, it has, like, people are going to question his honor as a king if he's continuing to defend his daughter, who's clearly got children who are not rightful heirs to the throne. Agreed. You know what I mean? I Like, what is it? Why does he have so... I mean, I know that Rainier is his daughter, but, like, he also has... He has other, other kids. kids. Like, I just don't understand why he was so loyal. I I think his loyalty, loyalty to Rainier comes from his love for Emma. Yeah. Like, Emma was his, like, one true love. Yeah, and from the brief time we did get with Emma and Rhaenyra, it seems that they had a very strong relationship and that, he like, Rhaenyra was a lot like her. sees Emma when he looks at Rhaenyra. Yeah. I, but, like, throughout this season, I mean, you, we never really see them have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, it was. it's very interesting to me how he continued to go to bat for her and defend her. Um 
because I mean, I don't think he was wise enough to look at his kids with Allison and be like, these are genuine sociopaths. They would make horrible kings. I know. Like, I don't think he had the wherewithal to actually make those assumptions. I mean, especially in his like decrepit state, yeah, like so his brain was probably just I just, just ashes. don't understand why he was so hell bent on protecting Rhaenyra, protecting Rhaenyra. Her, her honor. I with mean, her I'm glad she did. He did because that's my girl same same but i i kind of wavered on how i felt about her especially the younger version of her which i think maybe we're supposed to as as viewers like we're not really supposed to know if we support her and her decision making because she's young and reckless and like doesn't really understand the ways of the world or the ways of the throne yet but um i've really liked how they like brought her character to like fruition towards the end of the season at least yeah um Another thing that, another spicy thing that happened in that episode was um, Laris killing his father and brother. I mean, that's when, like, he becomes oh, Lord of Harrenhal. In episode six? Yeah, or, no, that was episode seven. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't? It was episode six. Okay. I'm time jumping around a little bit. Yeah, you time jump more than the show. Yeah. Because Lena and Harwin both died in episode mm. six. You're right. Because. Yeah. Her and Damon bang, banged. What's the past tense of bang? Bang. Banged. Banged. Just, think, that seemed weird. Coming. That sounded yeah, weird. Banged. Off it my sounds tongue. clunky. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like boned. 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 In boned is better. Seven. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. They boned in episode seven on the beach. On the beach. Sandy. Ugh. Yeah. Um. So Laris is one character that I just like don't really totally understand like I don't really understand his motives other than like maybe to just be a like a ladder climber but he I mean he becomes Lord of Harrenhal obviously which is a great honor but he's also like master of whispers so like is he is his end goal to just be closer to the king and the throne and have a lot of influence or like is he wanting to just like take a gobble up as much like glory as he can and you know titles and all that like he confuses me a bit. I've always said that I think that Laris is literally a cross between Littlefinger and Varys to me. Varys? Jog my memory. Um, the eunuch. Oh, the yes. Sp- master spider. The spider boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what his end goal is. I don't know. Like, does he want the power for himself or does he just want to have the influence I don't I don't know. All I know is I don't fuck with him. I just think it's funny that as collectively as a culture, mm-hmm. we are okay with incest. But the moment this man stuck his hand down his pants to some feet pick, we, we were all, all lost gagging. our shit. Yeah. I was physically ill. Um and no offense to all of our peeps out there who have feet fetishes i cannot say that i've never gone online and tried to sell a foot a foot pick before i've considered it i almost made an account once because <laughs> you know um, times are hard times however are hard. that mean, was brutal to watch that was brutal and on i had my biggest qualm with that was that like was allison purposefully turning a blind eye to it or she knows she knew that is what he was doing because that's he why was she was like, like a couple feet away from her there's like no way that head. he was doing that quite yeah i think that they do that every night that's sickening so that he he will like remain loyal to her yeah Ugh. i'm getting the willies just thinking about it but hey we are all for incest mm. I'm, feet I support are where it. we draw the line but it's also like a more mild form of incest okay it's it's uncle and 
It's not it's not sister, brother, mother, father. It's not immediate sister, family brother, shit. Sister, brother, mother, father. Well, speaking of sister, brother, mother, father, um, have you seen the conspiracy where what is the what is Allison and Viserys' daughter's name? Helena? Something like that. She's have, a weirdo. Have you seen the conspiracies where people think that Helena and Aegon's kids are really Helena and Aemon's kids? No. Yeah. Because apparently in episode nine when Allison and Otto like go to their apartments and you know tell them that Viserys is dead and all this stuff the kid, the twins are playing on the ground and Otto leaves and Allison goes father and in the background whenever she says father the twins start saying amen oh I did yeah. not notice that that's interesting and then like at the at, um Aegon's like crowning like Helena was like r- was like rubbing Aemon's like yeah. arm and stuff yeah she's and, like Aemon like stepped in front of her to like hmm because like Ooh, even I bet we'll we'll get com- some confirmation on that in um the new season I bet but well, I like that theory even at the Lena's funeral at Driftmark whenever Aegon and Aemon were talking about how Aegon how Aegon would marry Helena um, he was like, yeah, I don't want to. It's stupid. And Amon's was like, I would marry her. Like, I would carry her. He said yeah. something. He was yeah. like, I would do, bestow I would do the it honor or, whatever. or something yeah. like that. Like, he was like, okay, suit yourself, but I would do it. Yeah. I love that theory, though. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, speaking of the arm rubbing at Aegon's th- crowning, I don't even know. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind the dragon in the background. <laughs> we do have our own little dragon. Um, at his little crown. What possessed them to do that in the dragon pit? What was the reason for that? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they were trying to, like, make it a thing, like, about the symbolism of the fact that he actually, like, looks like a Targaryen, is a true-born Targaryen, white hair and all that, and so, like, do maybe they have something a set? to do with that. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Maybe, I don't know, maybe... I don't know maybe if, they they ha- discuss if the Sept this. is there yet. Sept of Baylor, is that what it's I think called? They, I think they are. Well... It is there. Yeah, I think it is there because they talk about it in, oh. in the show, I think, at least, um, on one occasion. But um, I wonder if that's where, like, traditionally the Targaryens did their coronations up until this point. Interesting. That may be something that I Like, maybe know, that was a tradition that changed. I- just also wanted to let everyone know that my goal to have finished Fire and Blood, I, I didn't do it. You didn't? I didn't do it. <laughs> you have a chronic history of DNFing <laughs> materials for this podcast. I'm gonna finish. <laughs> I got to, who am I, who's king right now? Jaehaerys is king right now, where I'm at. And Jaehaerys was the king before Viserys. So like, I almost got there. You, you were close. You know, I'll I'll be there by the time season say, two comes out. I would out. say you have like a passing credit. Like if this was a test, then you would pass still because Ask me how many pages into Discovery of Witches I am right now. Oh, what are you like halfway through it already? I'm you on can, page thirteen. Oh, okay, good. I think I'm like at page, on page thirteen too. Okay, perfect. But I started it last I started it in January because I needed to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you recommended it to me in January when I had just finished um, book five of, uh, well, first of all, it was before we decided we were going to make this a podcast. We were still doing this as a book club. And um, you had recommended I fill the hole in my heart that 
um, Zodiac Academy book five had left because I needed a break from that series before I did six and seven and I still haven't read six and seven on that note but you were like rediscovery of witches and so I started it but then we started Manacle and so I I didn't read anymore after that but now we're doing it again so full circle almost a year later (laughs) yeah anyways more of the story is I love reading, but if you tell me to read something, I, j- I it becomes a chore. Don't want to read it. <laughs> I kind of am like that too, though. Like, um, I really loved the Bridge Kingdom series, but like, and I guess this, I struggle with this with every book. But like picking it up, I'm like, oh, I don't want to pick it up. Like, I'm really invested in the plot, and I really want to know what happens, or like, I really want to start it because I've heard it's so good. But TikTok is there. And so many other great distractions. I, yeah, I don't, I no longer read. I watch, I'm on TikToks during my reading time. Um, but here's the thing with Bridge Kingdom and you. I don't, I don't care about plot. <laughs> I could give two shits about the plot of a book. I know. I don't care about it anymore. Give me spice or give me death. Yeah. No, Bridge Kingdom didn't, it only had two spicy scenes in the whole, like both books. Maybe three. I will not be reading (laughs) I'm going to pause this. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for bearing with us as we took a brief break from my child's blowout that you could definitely hear in our last clip. (laughs) That was a wild thing for me to personally experience. Yeah. um, Had to finish feeding her and just let her sit in it for a second. It was a beautiful sight. Um. Well, back on track to House of Dragon. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Well, we were they... we were actually talking about the Bridge Kingdom and how you don't like plots, but <laughs> okay. Well, this is great. Just get us back on. Get us back. <laughs> get us back. Get us back on track. Okay. Um. Um. One thing that I did notice towards the end of the season. This might be. A, this might be a hot take. I didn't hate Allison as much as I had been. Yeah, I think she had a good, like, redemption a little bit. Like, her um, her ability to, like, move on and forgive Rhaenyra and There's vice versa. There's nothing to forgive. Yeah. There's nothing to forgive. Love of the dramatics Once of it. she stopped caring about who Rhaenyra was... Sleeping with. Sleeping with. So stupid to begin with, but... It was, it was all golden. It was all cool. Yeah. Was, I feel cool. like that's just something that the show writers could have done better, was, like, make their feud about something a little more substantial than just Alicent being pissed that Rhaenyra had feelings for Damon and not telling her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um... I... I really ended up respecting Alicent because of how much, um how much loyalty she showed for King Viserys after all the years. Even when he got, like, super old and disgusting and had, like, no teeth and one eye. She really was, like, such a loyal wife. Yeah. And I think that Rhaenyra came to value that, too. Well, she did, because she says something about it at dinner. Yeah, I mean, she... Up until his, like, dying breath, she was there taking care of him. Mm -hmm. Um, She's no gold digger. No, she ain't. That's for sure. Um, So what were... What were your feelings and thoughts going into tonight's episode? I um I did still hold a little bit of a grudge towards Allison for not for for taking things the like handling Viserys' death and stuff the way she did because from what I understand she genuinely was mistaken about what Viserys' last words meant because his last words were like you have to do this, right? Something like that and he thought he was talking to Rhaenyra. Yeah. 
I'll just tell you. Hold on. You wanted to know if I believe it to be true. Aegon. Speaking of the Song of Ice and Fire, right? Yes. Aegon, his dream. The Song of Ice and Fire. It is true what he saw in the North. The prince that was promised. And then, you know, Allison asks if he was referring to their son, Prince Aegon. Viserys says, to unite the realm against the cold and the dark, it is you. You are the one. You must do this. And Allison replies, I understand my king. Okay, yeah. So she was just, he was just confused. And obviously she was too about who they were speaking to and of. So I just think that she went about it all wrong with Rhaenyra. Like they had finally made nice. And I understand that she wants her son to be the rightful heir to the throne but still that's like kind of fucked up the way she like just sneakily kept the news from Rhaenyra about her own father's death I agree but I think it also could have been worse if she would have oh excuse me it is 11 p.m um if she would have kind of taken the advice of everyone else in the small council I think that they would have just immediately tried to murder that's true all of team black yeah. Um, so I guess given her, like, the, given the two evils, she chose the lesser. But. So I think the time has come to talk about the season finale. The season finale was wild <clears throat> and sad and stressful. As oh. Cull- in, in Cullen's words, it was not the season for a f- new parent. Yes. Just. I giggled at that, and he informed me that when I have my first child, he will make sure that I sit down and rewatch <laughs> all of season one in its entirety. Yeah, it was pretty brutal for anybody who has children or is pregnant, expecting children. But, um, yeah, I mean, Rainier really courting Kardashian, that little sucker right out of her. Dude, that was, like, a sad scene. Yeah, I, her I, rocking back and forth. Yeah, that was just brutal. But I think... And I I don't really understand like what the point of them putting that in there was. You know what I mean? Like what were what were we supposed to gain from seeing? Like is it a testament to how strong of a woman she is, or like her motherly instincts, or what? Because like it just felt like that like branch of story didn't really have a whole lot of like weight in the grand scheme of things. So why did they even include it? Um. Well, that's a good question. I don't know. I'll have to ask them myself. I, Miguel? Yeah. Miguel? <laughs> Get over here. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I know that happened in the books as well. Or I don't know if that okay, so maybe they're just happened in the books. Things canon. Well, maybe not. I know that her and Damon have two living sons in the book because mm. um, my little Targaryen family tree, there's only two branches off of Rhaenyra and Damon. Okay. So... I need to look up the family tree and just get f- more familiar with it. Um, Maybe don't do that. If spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know, like, some spoilers just from, like, TikTok and right. Game know, of Thrones even had a, had a couple. Um, <clears throat> so what do we think Damon was doing when he went down to the, like, dragon lair What even is that? Whenever he f- saw a uh, veer... What is that? Ver- Ver- Vermithor or something like that? Vermithor, yes. <clears throat> yeah, what was he? What do we think his goal was in trying to, like, bond with that dragon? Or, or so He's not trying to bond with it, I don't think. Um, because, as you and I have 
discussed, you can really only have one dragon at a time. Yeah, I don't think anyone has ever successfully bonded to two dragons. Yeah. Um, I think that... So, I know what happens with Vermithor in the books. I don't know if they are going to go that route in the show. Okay. So, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. Um, I mean, it's not really much of a spoiler. Okay. Um, part of me thinks that it, it would be cool if... Because one of Damon's daughters is still dragonless, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. If maybe he was trying to maybe trying to get Vermithor for his dragonless daughter, this mm-hmm. could be way off basis. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't gotten it to this part of the book yet. Um, because Vermithor is, I'm pretty sure, the biggest dragon other than Vagar that's still yeah. alive. Maybe. And he looks terrifying. I think that Damon has all. Um, all intents on using this dragon as part of their war in King's Landing. I mean, after what we saw, they're going to need it. Because Vagar yeah. just went... Took a big old bite out of... What is the name? Arax? Arax. R.I.P. He was a, he was a cute little dragon. He was a cute little... He, he was, was a little baby. He, he was He Was Was tiny. he young? Is that why he was tiny? I think he was tiny because he was just so much younger. Just like his rider. R.I.P. in peace to both of Pour them. Pour one out. But like Damon said, they need some bigger dragons if they're gonna. Yeah. If they're gonna put up a fight. Yeah. If they're gonna start trying to fight Vagar, then they got to do something because that is a beast of a dragon. Yeah. Um. I I wonder how they're gonna handle that with um. So also, Vermithor was Jahar King Jaharis's dragon. Okay, so that was his last like rider. He's his just last been like kind of been hiding was since King. Jaharis, and after Jaharis died, he went to um, Dragonstone, and has just been chilling there. He's ever just since. been in hiding, basically. Yeah, it was interesting the talk of the dragons. They have a shit ton more dragons than Green does. Granted, not all of them have riders at the moment. When did they I- start calling them Green and Black? I feel like that was new this episode. No, they've done it before. They have. Um, they said the Greens will come for you or something like that. Okay. Um, but a lot of the dragons are... Oh, excuse me. I'm so sleepy. She's just a baby. Same. Um, yeah, a lot of the dragons don't have riders right now, so it'll be interesting to see what they do about that. Yeah. Um, and I wonder how Allison is going to react when she realizes the damage that's been done by her own son to, like... I mean, this, like, little petty squabble that he had over trying to get what's name to carve his eye out luke yeah luke to carve his eye out has really taken a like terrible turn for he knew the he houses. fucked up that oh was, yeah that was the face of a man who knew he's fucked yeah and i also think it was really interesting how they incorporated the fact that like while they are like dragon riders and they're bonded to these animals they they're still like them. wild yeah there's there's still like moments where they can lose control over them and there's nothing to be done otherwise. You know, if they provoke them to a certain point, they're going to let their instincts take over. And I think we'll probably see more of that in the upcoming seasons. Also, I remember um, back in our... I think it was our mid-season update. I said, I want to see more dragons. And you were like, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, season two might be kind of... Kind of rough. Bloody. Kind of rough and bloody, yeah. Tis Game of Thrones. 
Um, I don't. I think those were all of my notes from the season finale. I had something I wanted to talk about. One thing um, that I thought was interesting, just like a visual like juxtaposition that they threw in there, was um, when Otto Hightower came to negotiate with um, with them at the um, Dragonstone, like on the bridge. And the last time Rhaenyra flew her dragon to that bridge with um, Damon there was to confront him about like laying down his arms. But right. now they're like, uh, uh, you know, I, allied. I was and, watching that. I was like, wow, this parallel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that that was a cool um, little Easter egg for them to throw in there because she like even landed on the the bridge the same way that she mm-hmm. did with Cyrax. So. Um, I had a few other things I wanted to note, um, make note of, and one was that Rhaenys never bent her knee at any point in the episode, or even bowed her head. To yeah, Rhaenyra. yeah, and she did end up addressing that. She's they like talked about how she was like, "I'm not going to swear fealty to anybody until my husband gets here because he makes the decisions for our house." But I still thought that was really bold of her. Yep, right in front of everyone. Yeah, staring her down. And what a badass! I also think it's interesting that they didn't show a anything from Rhaenyra's point of view of them like like f- any sense of tension or conflict between the fact that she didn't do that like I feel like they would have given us a moment Rhaenyra of like stare down or very something very logical mm-hmm. and I think that what would make Rhaenyra such a good ruler is she doesn't have an ego mm-hmm. like nothing that she has done that I can it's remember off the top of my head has been ego driven mm-hmm. Which I think is very refreshing. Um, yeah, and she like there's she would make a great ruler. I believe that. I think she would too. A hell of a lot better than Aegon. What I said probably a hell of a lot better than Aegon. Oh, I know. I wonder what kind of ruler he's going to end up being because he obviously I'd say did pretty cruel. He did not want that his his hobbies include, his hobbies ch- include children fighting tooth and nail, literally child fights. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was pretty messed up. I couldn't watch that scene in episode eight, but um, or yeah, eight. There are nine total, nine. right? Yeah. No, it was episode nine. Nine. There's ten, ten, total. ten total. I'm losing my mind. But um, um, it seemed like he was like embracing his role, like his new role as king at the end of the episode, which is a little I think scary. He, it was just his ego. It's giving Joffrey. It, it, it's giving Joffrey for sure. Me and my boyfriend just got. We're like halfway through season four, and we just watched the episode where Joffrey dies. Oh, so satisfying! It was. He was like cheering, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We we were cheering by the millions yeah, when that by came out. The millions, <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of the OG Game of Thrones, one of Rainier's quotes tonight made me think of. I believe it was. I know it was something with Danny. I think it may have been Sarjora said something along these lines to her. Aww. But Rhaenyra said, I do not wish to rule over a kingdom of ash and bone. Yes. And that was very reminiscent of whenever um, Danny was starting her conquest of Westeros and she was like, like I, I, I can't I'm not just going to light everything up. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that that was a cool little callback. Um, yeah, I think. Um that's something that like a lot of people would forget too is just by watching this would be like well you have dragons you have 11 dragons like literally just go fuck them up but then who are you gonna rule yeah who are you gonna rule and like what kind of ruler would you really be like your people would fear you and hate you Look you what know happened to daenerys mm. r.i.p they screwed her her poor character but whatever um, 
Christmas. See, I don't agree. I might be in the hot seat for that. Yeah, you are definitely in the hot seat for that. I hated her arc at the end of her arc because she just started out as like such a humble like. She did, but there were there if you there were signs. Have you rewatched it recently? Mm. -mm. I haven't watched rewatched it in a while. There were even in like season two and three, like there were signs there were that signs. she was a little bit like her daddy. Cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the Mad King was in her a little. Um, did dragons have a built in GPS system in their brains? That is the only explanation for. Because it's just very interesting to me personally. And like, do the writers have to tell them? So, like, was Luke like. Uh, whispering Storm's End yeah let's go to Storm's End and, and he, Arax, Arax just, just like, knew or did they not even have to say that is it just a mental instinct is thing, it just like, like a, a mental yeah I need to know I need somebody to explain to me how dragon transportation works yeah because they don't even have reins or anything they just not, have handles it's not even like on the saddle because I'm pretty sure with like raven communication like they don't like t it's not like they like whisper in the raven's ear where to go that raven is specifically trained to go to, to one go place. to that place yeah like it's not like each place has their own rate like you know what i mean like, yeah like it's not like they have like a raven that so i'm convinced that dragons have little garmin devices in their minds yeah, little tom toms yeah um let um, us know that's the only explanation for yeah that's the only explanation impeccable navigation yeah let us know your thoughts and opinions on that um <laughs> yeah i did you have anything else no, I think that was it. I thought that it was a really good season finale and set up season two really I think nicely. it might have been my favorite episode of the season. I think I think it was mine, too. I think they gave us, like, the right amount of, like, what we love about Game of Thrones, which is, like, the com combination of, like, politics and, like, the dragons and the, like, shock factor. Like, the shot the trifecta of was Luke really well. riding Arax and then you just see Vagar and oh, Aemon above them. That was one of the most beautiful shots yeah, I've ever like seen. In like the that storm was scene, incredibly yeah. done. They that did that beautiful. whole scene really well with the the contrast between dragon sizes. The, the and contrast like, between the sizes, the use of color, and like when the they dark emerged, to the light. Yeah, the, when the sound went like silent, and all you heard were like the dragon f like wings, wings flap. Like it was just a cinematic. I think it was one. I think it was probably the best scene in the series. Yeah, they like, did not cinematic skimp. wise. Yeah, they did not skimp on the uh, special effects on that one, no. and they shouldn't have because that's probably where a majority gonna, of their season one budget went. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> which is why we spent like ninety percent of it in the same two locations. Um, <laughs> but I thought that the the other like really good scene that they. Um, captured with the two dragons was right where um, Vagar bit into Arax. Like he how he emerged, like coming towards the screen, was really yeah. cool. I kind of want to re go rewatch it now. I'm gonna have to because Cullen was dealing with the crying baby. There the was whole a crying scene. baby for the whole, entire the whole episode, episode. So, but I'm gonna rewatch it anyways. But um, well, no complaints. Just so our listener knows, my mom just texted me and said it is past your bedtime young lady so i think we need to wrap it up because oh, i think i may need to go what sherry home. says goes because what sherry <laughs> says goes she said leave that a house you're up to no good yeah all right well um we're very excited for season two we'll, very excited we'll definitely yeah, be covering i'm assuming it. we'll still be potting come 2024 i hope so yeah um and we really enjoyed this show unlike um 
our lack of passion for Rings, Rings of Power. Power. <laughs> I watched a sum total of two of those episodes. Um, I watched just the one. You didn't even watch the second? No, yeah. Did we cover both? And we covered Bert. Oh, that's right. We did. So I did watch both. My older brother said that they're really good, though, so... We, I might I might have to pick it back up at some point, but yeah, because I'm gonna. But go, discovery. I'm gonna go first. off of his words. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's also a Lord of the Rings nerd, so he can be trusted. Um, all right, well, we will see you guys back next week. Um, discovery of witches discovery time, baby. Witches. It's my time to shine. So if you want to read along, buy the book yesterday because it's like almost 700 pages, and don't be like me, who's gonna have to cram it all in in seven days. So, um, same in the meantime, rate, review, and subscribe to us. Only five stars, though, but we'd no longer have the excuse that Alexa's pregnant. No, I'm just um, coming down on postpartum, postpartum hormones. Yeah, and so you don't want to send me spiraling. <laughs> Promise, <true. laughs> it's already happened a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. No. It's not pretty. <laughs> oh, it's just got dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at What the Fantasy Pod. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the flip side. And remember, incest is okay, but we draw the line at feet. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.